So how are you? All good with you, yeah? Yeah, great, thank you. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I, I, I meant to say to you, um, I was doing all these podcasts oh months and months ago. You know, I had I had Tim Free Screen on, and I had Phil Brown on, and and because I was doing the podcast, you know, I, I I'd get like recommendations when I'd be getting these analytics, and your stuff came up, uh, uh-huh. the Hell by Tree stuff. So that's when I started listening to it, and I, and so I I had meant to get you. I'd meant to contact you then, I like, just totally forgot about it. And then it came up the other day and I was like, oh shit, man, I must get on to that guy. So <laughs> so I very much I very much liked it, I have to say. Great. Now you're are you we did we connect on Twitter first? Email. Email. I'm just because there's been I'm a not few, on I'm not on there's Twitter. There's been a few guys from Ireland that I've connected with recently. Um, oh. in in, in different on different socials so oh no i'm 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 not on twitter the the hellhole that is twitter i thought i'd probably get off that. i still quite like it i i don't yeah. notice any difference the, oh maybe it's just me I, i'm i think for me too much news affects me badly i'm like no 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 no, no. that's not yeah. that's not that's not good good for the brain but um we'll get get into the old record uh how did the how did the um how did the idea for it come about? Um, so first lockdown in um, March, April, 2020, um, I had relocated a bunch of my recording equipment from my studio back to my house. And I was, um, I guess I was in a very different headspace to to you to the usual sort of busyness and uh buzz of everyday life yeah. um because everything had become sort of quieter and i just remember being kind of enchanted by that spring everything felt new somehow um everything smelt amazing and the sun was really bright maybe i'm just kind of looking back with really rose tinted glasses now <laughs> because it was such a s- special time and i i understand that lots of people were were suffering and so i don't want to pretend that the whole thing was kind of somehow a, a, a heaven <laughs> Because it was traumatic as well. There's always there's pandemic. always those dichotomies in life, isn't there? Mm. Someone suffering, there's someone not suffering. Yeah. Yeah. And I had just been noodling around on my MIDI keyboard, really. Um, and my I had my Telecaster going straight into uh, my sound card thing, you know. Uh, no amp or anything like that, just straight in. Mm. Um, I think I was using one of those Logic uh, amp emulating plugins. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so started to kind of come up with some chord progressions and some vibes. Um, and um, I did. I did in the trees and rain after sun. On the first day. On the second day, I did. Mysterium, 
and a I can't remember if it was on the second day or the third day I came up with another piece which didn't end up being developed but I essentially had these demos that I felt like I'm really leaning into my love of of talk talk here and I do I love Colour of Spring I love Spirit of Eden but I think actually my favourite two would be Laughing Stock and then Mark's solo record right and and that spaciousness and that incidental kind of feeling to some of the notes where you just get the sense that that's the first time that they they're they're being played mm. and it all kind of added up to this um four four track demo i guess uh, that i sent to a couple of people that i knew loved talk talk um my friend james lewis uh was the first to to hear them uh, and he said this, this this is really good um i also sent them to tim rennick who i've just done an ambient track with um and he's best known as the touring guitarist with pink floyd but i got to connect with him a few years ago and made a an ambient track um based on the dawn chorus uh and i sent it to him saying are you are you at all into the late talk talk stuff and he said well i'm not it's not really my thing but my right. friend phil brown engineered all of that uh -huh. and so he introduced me to phil and then i sent those demos to phil and he heard them and he said you're really onto something Wow, with this. this is the kind of the closest I've I've heard to that vibe, which I, I know he's worked with lots of bands that came to him because he was involved with Talk Talk. Mm, so mm. I know that he's had, you know, lots of um, people inspired by that work coming to him. So to hear that from him was like a a real shot in the arm of encouragement. It, it just felt like, wow, okay. Um, if he thinks I'm onto something, then maybe I am. And he introduced me then to Martin Ditchen, who played percussion on the Talk Talk stuff and drums and percussion on Mark's solo record. And I also knew of, of Martin as Chris Rear's drummer. Right, right. And I love Chris Rear too. I really do. Does he uh, live no. in Brazil? Does he live in Brazil? Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay, so right. Martin's in Brazil yeah. now, and he just moved over there. Or he's just in the process of moving. But I said, would you maybe even think about playing on these if I took them forward and fleshed them out a bit more? Yeah. And he said, yeah. And that's when I kind of, my, my brain sort of exploded because I thought <laughs> to actually have somebody who worked with Talk Talk and played on those records, mm. play on my music would just be outrageous. But then I thought, well, hang on, I'm only one degree of separation away from Robbie McIntosh because he's local. He uses mm. the same studio that I've used just up the road. And I wonder if I could reach out to Robbie. I'd already met him, actually. I'd met him in the local music shop and we had talked about Talk Talk and Hollis. Oh, and this cool. was about this was about 10 years ago and he'd said, Oh yeah, Mark. Yeah. I think all he does now is play golf. 
Um, <laughs> and, I know, did uh, you read that book from Ben Wardle? He was telling. No, I haven't ex- read it. Fascinating. Um, like the, the golf talk. I was like, and when I got to that, I was like, Mark Hollis is playing golf. Okay. Yeah. Strange. Well, Lawrence. So then I found Lawrence Pendrus. A teacher guy. Player. He was Played. a teacher, wasn't he? For with in school or something. Did That's he right. Mark? So he, yeah, taught, yeah. he taught Mark's boys at uh, at school. And Mark loved his playing and asked him to play on the solo record. And then they became really good friends and would play golf together. <laughs> um so then I I, I decided, okay, I'm gonna ask as many as I can find that played on those records to play on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I did. I just went crazy and, and asked um, anyone I could find. And I found, I found Lawrence and I found Andy Panay on Facebook. Right. And those, those two guys worked on the solo record. I found... Um, Robbie I did connect with through Steve up at the studio and he he had the demos and, and agreed to play then Simon Edwards I found online I think through his website who played bass uh, when Paul Webb left mm. he played bass on um, Laughing Stock and and a solo record I think Um who else? Who else? Yeah, Martin obviously already said yes. Oh, so at that point, I had five musicians, and then Phil agreed he would mix it, and then Dennis Blackham, who mastered all of that stuff, agreed to master it. So that brought the contributors, the Hollis Talk Talk guys, to seven. Right. And then I got introduced to James Marsh, who did all their cover art. Yeah, I know James for uh, years. Yeah. Yeah, he does all my art for my, my my for my work for like oh brilliant maybe 12 13 years i'd say yeah he's he's i love his artwork it's amazing but, you know part of me was like if i go with a james marsh front cover yeah might be overkill overkill yeah and i've got to be really careful here because whilst it's exciting to bring together all of these alumni yeah I'm not Mark Hollis. <laughs> yeah. We are not Talk Talk. Yeah. And not only that, but this music is so revered by so many people. If I don't walk very carefully, mm, mm. I am going to get into trouble with the fan base and with myself as a fan, actually, because what I didn't want to do was kind of make a pastiche, a Talk Talk yeah. pastiche record that... Um, just sounded like second rate talk talk. Yeah. And there's a lot of so that. I had to try there's and a find that, a balance yeah. between involving these guys, but also being true to other influences that are dear to my heart. Probably the, the biggest of which on the music for, for this album has been Pink Floyd. Um, and then people like Ryoshi Sakamoto and, um, and Sky and kind of uh, even even some of like Graham Coxon and Blur and stuff that's all in there too. Van Morrison, it's all in that that mix of influences. And right. um, so I had to. I when it came to James Marsh, I said maybe you could design some sort of a logo for us, 
so he did he came up with the, the motif with the little bird oh, with a twig okay. as a note and he sat on a on a tree so it's really nice to have that visual link yeah 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 but we worked with a local artist called Nicholas Stockley to do the front cover and that's gone down really well and I think we also I, I thought about asking Mark Felton to play harmonica on it because we were in touch on Facebook and stuff but then I thought again that's just too close too close yeah. to the bone yeah be too obvious to, to get him to do a distorted harmonica <laughs> it's just going to be too obvious so yeah leave that one um but other than that i feel like i feel like we you know because we involve people like eric bibb and david Knopfler, uh founding member of dire straits tim from who played with floyd and bowie and um elton john eric clapton um uh mike smith who's who's in all the stuff that damon alban does gorillas blur solo uh on sax he came and played gary aylesbrook who's a, a bit of a jazz trumpet uh virtuoso wow. you know there's 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 musicians on there that have got absolutely nothing to do with with talk talk hmm. so it's a real kind of mix and did you like when you when you were doing them in the studio was most obviously uh not in brazil i'm sure that was recorded remotely but i mean the other guys are you in the studio with them or was there was there a lot of remotely recordings done nearly nearly all of it was remotely recorded really yeah we i was in the studio with lawrence doing the piano i was in the studio with the string section uh i was in the studio with ben taylor who played a bunch of the um double bass uh, and I tracked baritone guitar, piano, some electric guitar in the studio. But actually, the the very first demo uh, stage guitars remain on Rain After Sun and In the Trees and Mysterium. Um, because I, I was really trying to stick to that ethic that, that Mark spoke about where the first time something's played, it's at its yeah. finest. And every time after that, it's never going to be quite as magical. Yeah. So I tried to stick to that ethic of, well, the magic is in that first take. Um, but no, most of it was recorded. So bits were recorded in, like Eric recorded in Sweden. Uh, Justin recorded in Holland. My friend Chris Mears recorded in Kentucky. Um, wow. the drums were recorded in Brazil, uh, 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 there's just, yeah, there's stuff from all over the world in there. Um, and I love that. Yeah, that's cool. And even Robbie actually at the time, because of lockdown, he, he recorded his parts at home, even though he's not far away, he's only a 40 minute drive away. But, um, no, he, at that point he was, um, he was shielding and uh and and at home so yeah most of it was done remotely right well that's cool it's amazing what you can do like it's just it's 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 crazy like it's what you can do. like I, I recorded an orchestra a few years ago online and there you just they, I've, i had the live feed and the uh, and you know an audio 
of it and then they just had my scores and you're like looking at them going oh change that part make that it's crazy you could never do that years ago like you could never no. do it i know for everything something we gain we kind of lose something because like a yeah. lot of those records we'll say in the 60s and stuff it's just amazing got like especially beach boy stuff where they're all in the room and they're all playing yeah. together it has that <laughs> vibe doesn't it well you yeah we've just recorded our next thing at real world studios oh, whoa what all was together. that like playing oh, live together so couldn't be more different from solace wow so we're, we're we're working playing live um in the room so it's it's 100 percent the opposite end of the scale was peter gabriel there he was and we hung out wow that's cool yeah. bro what was he like he's so nice he's like <laughs> that's super good. zen he's that's really good. um he's really unassuming and I just, it was such a big deal for me to meet him because I was raised on his music and, and Genesis um, and Die Straits um, and, and Chris Rea and, and, and that sort of 80s rock that my parents were into. But Peter is, Peter's music has sort of, it's been there with me in my life at some pretty big moments right like my my i got to tell him that um last year my grandpa died and i was with i was at his side when he died and an hour later i i sat and i listened to his song i grieve um and it's got this line in it which is it was only one hour ago things were so different then and i made a point of listening to it exactly an hour after grandpa died and i got to tell him this and he said you know, I wrote that song because there was there wasn't a song like it for those moments. Right. And I got to tell him what it meant to me, and that was just really special. And we got to chat about various lyrics that have gone straight into my heart. You know, that he wrote, and um, to to work in that space as well. I mean, I'm a I'm a big 1975 fan. Right. And, and they made their recent album there earlier okay. this year. Um, what's the sound like in the room it's well it's it's a it's a lovely it's a lovely open big sound um it's not massively live okay it's not snappy it's quite warm okay but they can move they can move various bits of the ceiling and things come out from here and that's cool it's it's like um it's like a th cathedral dedicated to sound, you know, it's, it's yeah. quite a big, we were, thankfully we were in the big room, which has got sort of three or four smaller rooms, like booths coming off of it. And then the, a big sort of Star Trek kind of uh, <laughs> mixing desk that goes sort of around like this in a horseshoe with all the outboard, mm -hmm. not, not crazy amounts of outboard. Really? At all. No. Like, so it's mostly the SSL is probably doing. It's an the SSL, SSL there, yeah. So, so yeah. that's mostly doing the the heavy lifting of the EQ and the compressors. Yeah, they had some nice sixties um, compressors and uh, um, pull tech stuff. Sweet, I think. Man. Yeah, it was nice, but it wasn't. You know, when you see like pictures of is it Ocean Way and places <laughs> yeah, like that, which is just yeah, <laughs> just the walls are just racks. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's nothing like that at all. It's quite wow. minimal actually in terms wow. of outboard. But 
amazing. There's the, the whole the whole setup there is like it's very family oriented. So there's a chef, there's a housekeeper, and they they've all worked there for years and years, and they're all like a family, and it's just it's just a beautiful vibe. Wow, that'd be cool. Is it is this for a new album or just stuff you're working on? No, it's actually we we actually <laughs> still can't believe it. We we tracked uh, eleven songs wow. live. Wow! So there'll be there'll be two, basically two EP length uh, releases coming out from that. But I won't. I don't know when this will go out. But I think we're going to announce it properly once the artwork's ready and we can put pre-orders up sometime early in twenty twenty three. Okay, but it should be out sometime summer next year. Okay, so but it's so, it's all live. It's like it, it's live, and there's new stuff, and there's yeah. Okay, so like the the is the project you because it started off as you, or has it morphed into like you and the other guys? I would say it's somewhere between. Um, so we did our first live dates in October. And we've been rehearsing as a six-piece band since January. Okay. Um, so Matt's four of us that played on Solace, three of whom are Mark Hollis Talk Talk veterans. Okay. Uh, so Robbie, Lawrence, and Andy. Um, and then myself, who played on Solace. And then we've got James and Paul. James plays bass. He's been with me for years in various bands. It's like my best mate, you know. Um, and then Paul, who Robbie's worked with for many, many years, they, they've done lots of projects together. Paul's played for the Water Boys, Andy Fairweather Low. He's a brilliant drummer. And he really loves that um, Lee Harris yeah, yeah. minimal drumming thing. But he's just so, he's just got so much feel. I love it. So we went out and did three gigs end of October which went really well and we went straight from that the next week into real world and tracked um basically the the set the, the live set and then we um looking forward i'm absolutely sure that i'll work with those guys but i still want to augment recordings with other musicians i've got collaborations already sort of in the bag with people from Bark Psychosis, people from Swans. Um, there's, I'm talking to some guys who work with My Bloody Valentine. Wow. So we'll see. <laughs> but I'm writing again. I'm talking to you from a room that I'm setting up at home um, for writing. And um, it's me. But it, it's also a collective. It's like a a community, and um, within that, there's a core that are in the live band, and then there's sort of people like Eric Bibb that we're looking to maybe get together and write, and and there's people that didn't play on the first record that might play on the next one, and there's right, right, I get people you. that might come back and play again. You know, it's okay. like let's just see. Okay, I think Trent Reznor does something similar with Nine Inch Nails. It's kind of like yeah. it's him starts off everything and then it kind of branches out. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> what was it like um, um, hearing back every like you know you listen to people that you admire 
and they're playing your music. What was that like back hearing it back? It must have been a because it's your music, but when someone else does their vibe on it, you can yeah. sometimes you can appreciate when someone else plays something you've done, even though you've wrote it, because you can kind of distance yourself and you're not as critical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hearing Robbie play on my stuff was one of those moments in life where you just can't quite believe what's happening. Yeah. And Eric Bibb. Those those two guys are such oh, there's just such a lot of magic in their playing. There's the, their touch, their sense of melody. Um, Tim, I've worked with before, as I said, and when he plays on my my music, I can't quite believe it because I grew up watching you know Pink Floyd's Pulse um, concert over and over and this this guitarist that you know in learning to fly or another brick in the wall or money takes these solos and almost plays david gilmore off the skate off the stage <laughs> he's so good yeah and that's tim um hearing hearing mike smith who you know plays on blur records and blur are my all-time favorite band you know yeah man there's there's a, a lot of there's a lot of pinch me moments where you just can't quite like it's still it's still weird even now now the album's been out for uh six months plus and it's been finished for over a year but i'm still kind of when i when i got to talk to somebody like yourself and kind of go back over the story it's still surprising to me that this has all come together the way it has and working with phil brown on mixing the record and hearing the stories uh, about the sessions for uh, Laughing Stock and, and, and Spirit of Eden, and actually, you know, there's, I don't know how much I should say really, but I've, I've heard things that no one, hardly anyone else has heard, uh, not just story-wise, but actual audio that, like, I shouldn't probably have <laughs> heard, but they're kind of, you know outtakes and stuff and um i get you it's it it's been a dream come true and then some for me so right. i I'm, I'm still the kind of sleeve note reading kid you know <laughs> who if i spin this around you can kind of see just this this collection oh, nice. that goes on and on of nice music i've been buying since i was 11 years old and a lot of these players have been have played on so many of these albums yeah, that I crazy. love so much. And it's it's really quite astonishing to me that this geek music geek has got to work with so many heroes. And I have to say, you know, I'm <clears throat> if I can do it, anyone can. Right. I'm not, you know, I'm not anything special. I'm I'm just like so many. I, I've got a, a little setup. I haven't got racks of expensive outboard. I haven't got, you know, um, crazy amounts of money, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've said this a few times in interviews. The whole project is a kind of testimony to the goodwill and the, the sort of the, the the integrity of of top world class musicians who do it because they love music. Do you, do you think it would have, it, everyone might have played 
you know when everyone's at lockdown do you think that contributed to getting a lot yeah. of people yeah I, I i would never pretend that you know um that had nothing to do with it that it yeah. was all just because my my demos were so genius that they just fell at my feet and said <laughs> thank you for bringing me this music no i think yeah, you know, people. Not that I meant it. Not that I meant it in bad by that. I'm just saying. Was no, it, you know. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, no, like I, it. <laughs> I do. I think. I think people weren't weren't out playing live. They were more available than they would have been. Um, so yeah, I think that definitely contributed to it. But I, I never wanted to spin the story like, oh, well, this is a lockdown record. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, kind of tired already, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess what you mean, but it it must be cool to kind of have now that you're kind of once you get something off the ground that's that's getting recognition and stuff like that. It's always it gives you kind of that ammunition to kind of go further with it. Did you know? Do you know where you want to take it, or is this a is this a? I I do, I do. I've got I've got kind of several perverted ideas about extremely long form music okay um i love morton feldman as a composer i don't know if you know okay his, yes his, i do yeah avant-garde yes and he'll do pieces john cage as well do pieces that last hours and hours and i i kind of love i call it endurance music in my head right <laughs> and i think we we can ask i think we should ask more of people um, in in their listening because right. everything's very immediate now so streaming is kind of you can have whatever you want almost immediately yeah yeah and i think part of the joy of music is certainly for me is i i like to have to work a little bit to get the payoff from something or to really get to know something yeah but at the same time that might that might be a th something over here. With Held by Trees, I definitely want there to be a lot of joy in the music yeah. because I think sad music is is there's too much. Well, no, no, there's not too much. There's not enough happy music. Put it that way. Yeah, I get um, you. You know, it's easy to do, especially as an as an Englishman. It's very easy to do melancholy because that's you know that's what we do well. That's that's. Pink Floyd, that's the Beatles, that's Blur, Radiohead, Smiths. A sort of slightly resigned melancholy is the British way. <laughs> I don't know what you think as an Irishman listening to British music, but... I, I like any music as long as it's good. I don't mind. <laughs> we're, we're a bit melancholy here too, you know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, you I don't know, do you, have you ever heard, or I've said this to many people because I love this album so much, but do you ever hear I Troll the Megahertz? No. I think, you, I think you would love that record. Do you know Prefab Sprout? Yeah. So the guy from Prefab Sprout, Paddy Macaluna, kind of after Prefab Sprout broke up, he started getting these hearing problems. So he huh. so he he couldn't hear the bass. So because he couldn't hear the bass, he kind of couldn't start singing properly. So he made this like neoclassical record. He put out as Paddy Macaluna, then it kind of no one heard it. And then I think it got released a few years ago into Prefab Sprout. But it's an amazing record. So he would take it's like classical music, like neoclassical music. You could even say like. Some of it could be Steve Reich esque and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but yeah. but he's he's taken like stuff from radio ex, ex excerpts and like put it into songs and there's a, 
it's just all uh, i think you'd like it i think you'd yeah, actually really like it interesting it's very different it's yeah. very very different and you mentioned steve reich and, and um uh, and i mentioned feldman and cage and I, I was in new york a few months ago and i did some studio time over there and i wow got a bunch of sort of um drum machine and synth samples and rhythms and beats i don't know whether that will come into held by trees music um but yeah go, i definitely want uplifting hopeful music and i think the last track on solace the, the new earth is kind of pointing towards that right and some of the stuff that's going to come out from the real world sessions is definitely really happy Oh, that's cool. I always like oh, that, cool. though, when people... I've, I, I know bands used to do that sometimes years ago. Their last track would be a point of what their next stuff would mm -hmm. be like. I think that's a cool... It's yeah. like a continuation of what you're going to do. Yeah, and I... Yeah, there's definitely an element of that. Um, and I think they... But I love, I love really quiet, and I love really outrageously noisy. <laughs> so I kind of like the extremes a lot. Yeah. Um, there are people that I'd like to to work with. Any of the Blur guys would be <laughs> very welcome. Um, but I, yeah, that's. I mean, they're actually touring next year, so it's probably not going to be next year. But, um, <laughs> are you, are you we'll a fan see. of Think, think I'm Tank? I'm in touch with them though. Are you a fan of Think Tank? I think that's a great record. I love Think Tank. It's yeah. Amazing. They've not for me. They've not made a bad record. Um, 13 uh, is probably the one that I derive the most inspiration from. Right. Um, and there's elements of how they made 13 that's actually not too far apart from Talk Talk, actually. Right. That's cool. So, you're into, right. so you you know the Blur guys? I, I got to know Dave, the drummer. Yeah. Okay. And that's I got cool. to know, I Zoomed with Graham. Uh, and I've met him a few times actually. Once I jammed with him. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, wow. that must be cool. Um, I I'm a bit of a fanboy with those guys. And actually, Damon got the first <laughs> copy. I got to meet him the day after our record was mastered. So I gave him a CDR of of Solace. I don't know if you ever listened to it. To be honest, um, sweet man. Alex is the one I haven't met. Um, even though I share a birthday in a, a hometown with him, but. Um, yeah, I've got to know I've got to know Dave the, the most. He's he's really he's a lovely guy and really honest as well. Like he he doesn't he doesn't bullshit you. He tells you yeah. the truth. Um, helped focus me a bit in the making of the record. And um, I saw him a few weeks ago, and he said, "Really enjoyed your record. I thought it'd be a bit too close to uh, talk talk pastiche, but it's far more interesting than that." <laughs> so I took that took that. Yeah, that's cool. I like. I like. Um. Oh, I'm terrible with names. What's the name of the song? You have "Rain After Sun." That's fucking yeah. sweet, man. I really like that. That was the one I kind of got drawn for us. I was like, oh, that's really like the sound of it is beautiful. I think it's a really nice sound on it. The whole record sounds really beautiful. It's it's a it's a it's a really cool vibe to it. Like that, I was kind of similar. When I hear anything that's kind of similar to Talk Talk, I'm almost like, uh, yeah, because I've heard so many kind of things that are talk talk-esque but like you yeah. know you're like ah you know so i was i was i was quite happy that it said uh, i was it, it you know it's not like 
you can tell it's influenced by talk talk but you're you're doing something in your own way it's not completely you know what i mean like and there's floyd it's a relief to hear you say that <laughs> because and that's what reviewers thankfully i've been blown away by the response and people have have you know 99.9% of all the feedback that we've got has mm. been has been what you're saying that we've you can hear that dna but it is it does stand in its own right and of course there's no singing on it so i didn't i didn't even entertain the idea of putting any vocals on it right it's just you can't feel that 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 needed to be a space there. i get you I get you. That probably worked to its, its advantage as well, like that, because you know it's it's got that. It's uh, you know, a lot of like jazz records are just jazz. I like that's what I love about jazz. I like jazz singing on records, but I'm much more into just a jazz record because you can kind of get lost in it as well. Because sometimes the singing informs your thinking. Yeah, I you know? agree with you. We've about a minute left, so I'll ask you: <laughs> Where can people like find you, and what are you up to, and all that? stuff that we have to put out to yeah. find us <laughs> thank you yeah we we are on instagram that's probably my favorite uh, at held by trees twitter at held by trees facebook at held by trees fb youtube at held by trees we're going to be playing live in january Cambridge, Manchester, Leeds, and then there's some more dates coming through. But follow us on socials and you'll get all the information for those. Excellent, man. Hey, dude, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And uh, look forward to hearing the new stuff, man. Thank you very much. Let's keep in touch. Oh, brother, for sure, for sure. Hopefully, not to whenever, if I ever get it to England again, I'll get catch you live. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, I'd love to come to Ireland as well. Well, if you ever do, let me know. We go for now whiskey. <laughs> yeah, sounds great, man. Thank you so All much. All right, brother. I'll talk to you. Yeah, you will. See you, dude. See you, All dude. the best. You Bye. too. Bye, bro.